universities and colleges, we house close to 2.2 million young people. And these are all across our country from, from different districts, provinces. In every ward, we have a campus. We've got about 420 campuses countrywide. Uh, most of the, the perception is that the sector is only UCT or a WITS, but the perception is wrong because that's not even 10 to 15 percent of the entire population. My, our campuses are deep down in Mtata, in, in Ladysmith, in Lazi, in Ulundi, wherever, Kailicha, Alexandra, Soweto. So what I'm trying to say is uh, the sector is quite big, but the perception is that, oh, universities are very elite, but that's wrong. And I think this HIV epidemic of South Africa is also engulfed into one of the most vulnerable populations. And higher education takes lots of students who come from very poor households, from very vulnerable households. And that's why any epidemic that is among young people in South Africa, a normal average young person or adolescent faces, it faces the same uh, epidemic in our universities and our colleges. In fact, sometimes more. Because if you see the vulnerability rate, you know, when you leave your house and you become, you get that unbound freedom at the age of 16, 15, 17. And because at the university you join at the age of 17, but when at the age in college you join at the age of 15 onwards. Um, you, you tend to see the, the, the fact that, uh, you know, that, that bound of freedom is gained, you know, and, and your, your parental control is gone. So, multiple partnerships, you know, drugs and alcohol, the issues of transactional sex, the issues of, of prostitution, young girls being exploited, um, they, they, they become much higher. And I think that's where the epidemic also focuses itself into universities and our colleges. If you see, South Africa is, um, is very unfortunate as a nation where 1,000 new cases come every day in South Africa. So as you and I are speaking, unfortunately, 1,000 South Africans by today itself, according to an average rate, become HIV positive. Now, it's also been proven that the first infection, you know, the first incidence when the virus enters the body is between the ages of 15 to 24, because that's the age of that bound freedom that I spoke about, the age where people are vulnerable. You know, um, a young girl at between that age is exploited by an older man who brings the virus into her. And this is how transmission happens. So, so definitely, yes. The study is clear, study is clean, and it has really pointed out that the evidence that our young people between the age of 15 and 24 remain highest at vulnerability to the pandemic of HIV AIDS within South Africa. I must tell you a success story also. You know, as much as we're talking too much negative about the AIDS program, about the country's uh, HIV AIDS incidents, we as a nation have done a lot also. The AIDS runs a program called First Things First. It's a very popular program, awarded as the number one program in Africa. So we are number one in Africa because of certain things we do right. We speak to young people the way young people want. And I think young people have a different capacity of understanding. Now, if you see the young people, um, they don't like to go to clinics. Young people need... So first things first, bring services right at the doorstep of every university and a college campus for young people to access them. In, in entertaining way, we use soccer players, we use musical stars, but to make uh, health entertaining. And in that context... Uh, Colored and scented condoms were introduced as a pilot for last year as part of the universities and colleges. And I can tell you right now, sitting, 27 million condoms were distributed in last six months alone. And that's a lot of condoms, a lot of population that reached it out. 
And I'm sure the new evaluation will show an increase in condom uptake going forward. Definitely, there's a lot of change that I personally can document from last eight months after the introduction of these colored and scented condoms. But before that, yes, we had a big issue that about close to 56% of the population used condoms during the last six, which is a bit of a worry because half of the population is not using, which is pointing to us that we needed to do something extra. And that's the reason why the minister introduced colored and scented condoms, and now we are in the verge of processing and distributing specifically students of uh, students in higher learning institutions. Are we seeing people being discriminated against as a result of uh, living with HIV and AIDS? I will be wrong when I say um, no, they are not. They are, yes. But I, on the other side, I would also want to assure you that from last five years, we have run programs now which are ensuring the stigma goes down. And, and we've seen a remarkable decrease in the stigma discrimination. Now, giving you a story like we have peer education program. Now, um, last two years, we have developed 10,000 foot soldiers in every university and every college. These are students who are fighting the HIV AIDS at the grassroots level. They have developed clubs which are for HIV positive people who are, who are living positively from one peer to peer works. And these are educated young South Africans. Now, for example, you are an African young girl who has studied in one of the institutions of higher learning or come out as an educated girl. When you go back to your village, you are one of the only kinds who have studied or educated from a college or a university. So when you speak in your village, people listen to you because you've got a power status. That's the power of you being a peer. And similarly, these 10,000 foot soldiers that we create every year in our campuses of universities and, and TVET colleges engage um, peer-to-peer and transform people. And just to quote you one small example, 10 girls in a small village called Ajitua, which is next to Mtata in Eastern Cape, from King Hansa College were asked to speak about intradermal implants, you know, the subdermal implants that, that, can, uh, that can help you, which we put in the skin, and you don't get pregnant for next three years. Uh, we, we got that drive in a small village. Just the 10 girls brought 190 young girls taking their contraception. In, in within one month. That's the power of these educated young South Africans. So I think a lot of transformation, lots of changes are now happening. And I, 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 I don't, I know it has come now. It will take time to show results, but I think as a nation, we're on the right track now. So if you don't have a correlative study that, that, uh, that teenage pregnancies are related to HIV, but we also know that teenage pregnancies are caused because of unprotected sex. In HIV AIDS is also caused by unprotected sex. So there is definitely a correlation. But out of those teenage girls, how many became HIV positive? We don't have further uh, a study to clearly give us a definition on that ground. But um, saying that, you know, that the problem with us at that young age is an unprotected sex. And I think that's where our, our biggest challenge is going on is to, to, to give contraceptions, to give uh, protections to our young students and easy access so that that unprotected sex, that same cause of teenage pregnancies and maternal death of young age girls is also causing HIV AIDS because the transmission route is the same. So we're running a program called First Things First. And the First Things First is about first priority of every young South African to look after his or her health, not just HIV. Because when you bring TB, you bring STIs, you bring blood pressure, sugar, cholesterol, cancer, young people don't see HIV as just as one disease. Oh, HIV. 
they see HIV is like any other chronic disease. They also come up front. And we have seen with 108% increase of young people testing every year, increase of 108. No other program in Africa can tell you that they have got young people at, at a rate of 108% increase every year coming up front for HIV tests. And this has happened because we are making people value their health more than just one status called HIV AIDS. That's one big transformative program. The second program we run is a women empowerment program. You know, the issues of gender-based violence. You've seen what has happened at Rhodes University with the entire gender-based violence issues of sexual harassment among girls, girls and stuff. And we all know GBV is one of the biggest cause of HIV AIDS. So there's a huge program of women empowerment where uh, peer education, dialogues, women dialogues, debates, roundtables, workshops are engaging. Similarly, we have a program on men empowerment, issues about men, because men are the carrier of this virus. Men are the ones who are engaging in unprotected sex and, and taking advantage of young girls. So we've got a huge program on men, which is also dealing with issues like prostate cancer and other spheres. Then we have another program on LGBTI, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, intersexual. You, you saw what happened in, um, in Orlando, where gay people were killed, you know, in a gay club. So issues of LGBT are human rights. I think, they, and we all know that men having sex with men are at the highest risk of HIV/AIDS. So we have to start a very specific program on LGBTI. Then we have also another program on drugs and alcohol. It's another epidemic, and you saw our study has shown that 88% of our student community abuse alcohol and drugs, and 35% abuse in every month to a level they do not know who they slept with or they wore a condom. So we have a challenge called drugs and alcohol. Then we have a program like yourself with community radio channels because if the minister speaks or I speak, people can change the channel. But when you speak as a radio journalist, people listen to you guys. So we are capacitating young radio journalists. And at this moment, last year, we capacitated 122 radio journalists in South Africa to engage on issues of HIV, AIDS, youth development. And I think that's the innovation. Um, and just a remarkable success story of that project was that that, you know, white Afrikaner students never tested for HIV. And in Poch campus, in Pochestrum, in, in, in Northwest University, um, one radio journalist, which was an Afrikaner Mac man, started engaging with the population through our program on HIV AIDS issues. 222 uh, white Afrikaners um, uh, took um, 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 HIV AIDS test, which for me is a remarkable success story of how uh, a young radio journalist can transform so many young people in South Africa. So we've got the, all these programs that are embarking in the journey to transform South Africa on the grounds of HIV. Be responsible. Go and test himself every six months if he's having unprotected sex with multiple partners or he feels that his health is in his hands in order to ensure that he can test. Tests are, tests are easily accessible at universities and colleges and the aim is and at no cost to them, but the aim is for them to take them. Um, the aim is for them to use protection. Condoms are available now. We've gone to a huge expenditure by, by giving colored and scented condoms, exactly what young people wanted. But now the aim is to use them. Be careful. A small mistake, a small drugs and alcohol abuse and having an unprotected sex can cause you a whole life of damage by getting this virus with you. So life is in our hands, and every young South African, if they are responsible, if they, they do care about their own health, about their family, about their own about their own community around it, I think we as a South Africa will be a very blessed nation.